welcome and thanks for joining this week's episode of Hashtag Be The Good In Your Hood podcast. We are your hosts, Dave and Jen Colley, co-founders of Hospitality Matters Incorporated, a nonprofit that exists to ignite the practice of hospitality around the world. All right. Well, here we are in July talking about our hobbies. And the idea this week is don't hobby alone. We've actually taken a hobby of yours, Dave, and shared it a bit with our neighborhood uh, this summer, which is where our image comes from uh, this week with some coffee. You want to tell us a little bit about how you've shared your hobby uh, with our neighborhood? Well, I had this idea. I mean, I love coffee and I started roasting my own coffee about four years ago. And I've actually shared that with lots of people um, and taught and showed other people how to roast. But I was just like, I love our coffee. And every morning we get to drink this delicious cup of coffee. But I thought, what if we shared it? What if we actually created um, a little coffee shop on a cart in our garage and just opened up our garage door and invited our neighbors on Saturdays? And so that's what we've done this summer. Uh, the idea comes from, um, I think it's his name is Josh Black in Canada. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he and his wife started this right before COVID and I saw some pictures and it just kind of really just sparked this, this imagination in my, in my heart of like, what would that look like? And so we started it and we've done it for what, six weeks now and have met over 50 different neighbors and it's just been really awesome. So that's where this is kind of coming from is we just took a hobby, something that we love and said, how do we, how do we do that with other people? And I really think it's it's probably not a new idea. I mean, I'm thinking about, you know, in the pioneer days when they had like those quilting circles and like ladies would get together because they all knew how to quilt and they would chat and share their hobby of sewing or, you know, people that like to run races, they, they run together. You know, it's sort of, I guess, in essence, where we get these ideas of, you know, clubs based on common interests. And so it's not a new idea. But I think in a lot of our just day-to-day life, the things that we enjoy doing, we sometimes end up doing by ourselves. And so this is kind of a new encouragement to um, bring someone along in what you enjoy. And I found actually that there are things that I like to do that I kind of didn't think were any special skill, um, but I discovered that other people really wanted to know how to do it. Kind of like you with the coffee roasting. Um, I like to sew, I don't do it a whole lot, but I can sew things and create things. And so there've been different times where people have said, could you teach me how to sew? Um, and it's, it's like I said, something that I just sort of do for fun, but I do have something that I could teach somebody how to do with me. Um, and it actually is quite a delight um, in doing your hobby, not just with someone else who likes to do it, but teaching someone how to do something that's fun for you and really sharing that fun with somebody else. Well, I was, I was thinking as you were talking about different clubs and different things where you can create kind of these deeper relationships or build something deeper than what you normally would have in, in a relationship. And I think, you know, it's that season as well of we were talking to a neighbor today even about um, fantasy football. Right. <laughs> and, you know, you think about people that have been in a fantasy football league 
for 20 years. And it's just amazing to to hear stories of, oh, yeah, well, we've been going to this guy's house every September to do a draft or to get together and we talk about it and we watch football together. And people have been doing this for years. And I know in a lot of different places that we've lived, that's been an inroad for us that people find out that we like football and Silas and I end up getting invited to be a part of a league. And it's just really fun to talk trash and, you know, try to try to win, but most of the time lose for me anyway. <laughs> I usually lose. Silas usually, my son usually wins. Uh, and he loves to rub that in my face. But I think just those little things that if you're doing something that you just really enjoy, why not invite someone along? I think you used a really key word there that maybe gets overlooked in our hobbies is invite. Invite someone to do it with you because the reality is there are lots of people who would like to be a part of that or maybe haven't had the, you know, I've been a part of this club for 20 years feeling and would like someone to offer to bring them in. And so I think that idea that our hobbies could be a place of invitation is a really sort of delightful thought of something I love to do, something that's fun, but could serve as a bridge to build relationship with someone else. And a lot of times we don't know that someone would like to do it until we ask, until we offer. Um, and I think, you know, I mean, I love, I really love baking, particularly things with chocolate chips. And I just found out this week that there's someone in my neighborhood that really loves good chocolate chips. And so um, I think sometimes when we find those things, uh, making the effort to invite into an experience or to share something that we love really does continue to build relationships and connections that maybe we wouldn't have thought of before. Well, I think a couple of weeks ago, we talked about just the, the impact of shared experience. Hmm. And why not have that shared experience with someone, with something that you love doing? Sometimes it's serving or sometimes it's doing something just, you just meet them on the street while you're walking your dog. But sometimes it's just inviting them along to do something that you love doing. And as you guys share that experience, what ends up happening is there's this depth of next time you're just hanging out, you both now have something to talk about and conversation is easier. Hmm. Finding topics to connect on come a lot more natural or organically. And then all of a sudden over time of inviting people to do things alongside you, especially things you enjoy, that you end up having conversations that you never even thought you'd have that just seem really easy with people that you really don't know. And the thing is, you actually don't have to find someone who ends up just loving your hobby forever after for it to be fun. You know, sometimes I think the funnest experience I've, I've had is somebody who's like, oh, that sounds interesting. And they try it and it's such a goofy experience. And they're like, well, this is really not for me, but that sure was fun trying. Uh, for instance, my own son who decided it would be really fun to teach me how to hit a golf ball. And um, mm -hmm. clearly that is not my sport, but it was so fun having him teach me how to do it for us to just be out there on the, the driving range together. And so, you know, it doesn't even have to be something that they're just going to this is going to be their brand new hobby and they're going to love forever. Um, but you do end up, like you said, having shared experiences that bring joy and connection that really can last longer than the hobby itself. So let me ask you this question. Maybe there's uh, someone listening, or I think we've even had seasons in our life where maybe just the chaos of life and kids or job or whatever have kind of kept us from a hobby, or maybe you don't really necessarily think you have a hobby. What do you do in those situations 
if you don't have a hobby to invite someone into. I think those are the places where you, you look around and see, does somebody else have a hobby that maybe I can learn from? It really is okay to ask people things. Um, to say, hey, I noticed, and, and this has happened to you. I think we'll go back to the coffee roasting thing where people will be at our house and they're like, you roast coffee? Could you show me how to do that? I've always wanted to know how to do that. And so it really is okay to ask other people because what I found is that if it's something that someone else loves, they are excited to share that with you. And so the places where I've asked someone, could you teach me or could I see how you do that? Um, it's really been received really well. Um, and I think that would be my, my two cents on what to do if you need a hobby is find someone who's got one and ask them if they'll let you learn how to do it with them. Yeah, sometimes the invitation is inviting yourself into their hobby or into what they're already doing. And I, and I think for me, at certain times of my life, being very driven and being very like, I need a task-oriented type person that needs to get something done all the time, I've even told myself at times that I don't need a hobby. And so for maybe some people out there that just don't necessarily have a hobby, but it would be good for you to allow your mind and your body to rest and do something different. Uh, we, we read this thing the other day that if you work with your hands all the time, when you're off, find something to do with your mind. Or if you work with your mind and on a computer all the time, find something to do with your hands. And so maybe even not even necessarily looking for a hobby that you're going to do forever, like you said, but maybe it's just a change of pace, something different in your life to kind of break up the monotony of life. And maybe someone's doing something that you would like or are interested in. Go do that with them or invite yourself into that. I think maybe we are hearing the theme in all of this. Uh, and it's kind of the, the very end of that phrase for the idea this week is don't hobby alone. That what we're really encouraging you to do is do things together with other people because those are the places where those relationships begin to build, where there are connections made, where there could be deeper understanding, where you could see something from a different point of view. And I think that's really what, what the essence is, is to understand how we as humans can do this life together. Well, I think that's why we started the idea of be the good in the hood, hmm. right? Is that to do good is simply to live life with this recognition uh, recognition and also consideration of who is around me that maybe seems alone or do I feel alone and how do I rectify that that loneliness that I feel or how do I help someone else in my neighborhood not feel lonely well it's by doing things together right we've talked about sharing our coals or sharing tools or you know visiting locals and going to a restaurant together finding those places that you're not alone and I think we often find in our busyness that we can find um, ourselves very alone, living life and making decisions and just deep in our own thoughts and trying to make it through the day. And at the end of the day, when we're going to sleep, we realize we don't have friends or we feel lonely. And these are little tidbits of, yes, how you can feel less lonely, but also recognizing that there's probably other people in your neighborhood that feel lonely. And these simple things of, hey, I have a hobby. Why don't I invite someone to come with me? Helps them not feel lonely as well. And it creates the synergy around the idea of our neighborhood and relationship. And that's what our goal is. So this week, look for ways to not hobby alone. Do something with someone that's fun. If you don't have something to invite people into, invite yourself into what they're doing. And be the good in your hood.